This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. This is The Drive with A.D. and Rav. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello. Good morning. Let's go. Let's go. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Know you've been waiting. Too far in. All right, everybody, we're back again. It is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. We are proudly sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global is looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling support, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. Sandhills.jobs, thank you very much for sponsoring us. Guys, I have got to ask right now. I've been waiting patiently for like the last hour. Mm-hmm. What did John Cook say? Oh, that's right. Oh, Raph yeah, hasn't heard it. That, man. Okay. I, I'm pumped for this. Folks, check this out. We got – and uh, Nick uh, had this. Nick, I appreciate you for doing this, brother, because this is golden, golden, golden stuff about how the volleyball program turned this around and basically how John Cook basically said, you know what? Bump that. We're going to change the we're going to change the narrative for this program. It shows the vision that John Cook had from day one, and how it's evolved to where it is now. Um, we, we mentioned I'll, I'll we'll, we'll add to it here in a second, but um, Friday just to give people context, Friday's game or Friday's match against Iowa will be the 300th consecutive regular season sellout, and that that transcends the move from the Coliseum, the Coliseum. to the Devaney. Okay, so. Um, what, what, what's fascinating, the most interesting part of this clip is he talks about the conversations that he had with uh, Coach Osborne, who was the athletic director at the time, and, and reporters were calling John Cook asking, are you guys moving to Devaney? And he was like, I answered saying, if it wasn't good enough for basketball, it's not going to be. So why would it be good enough for volleyball? <laughs> Before, go ahead. Keep no, going. no. So it, it was fascinating because then he, he walks through how Osborne called him, was like, get up to my office. Because he wasn't happy about it, that, that he was telling reporters that wasn't good enough for volleyball. And this was back in, I want to say, 2004. Uh, well, no, no, it would have been. Nah. So it, it's when the early, excuse me, 2001 was when the streak started. It would have been later on in the, in the, in yeah. the time that they moved to the to Devaney. The, to Let me so. ask you this, though. Before, before we go there, though, I want you to think about this, though. Um, do you think 
that um, if that converts over to football, the vision that he had, the wherewithal he had to keep it going, Mm -hmm. do you think that translates to football too? Think about it for a second. Raph, mm-hmm. you can't answer because you haven't heard the clip. But when you when you when you tune into this and you see and hear what he's done and you see what Nebraska's product is right now, it's pretty freaking cool, man. I think so. I this is not an indictment on maybe the people that are in place in the football program right now, but I think sometimes the football program might take everything that they get for granted. Mm. Which is what which is what John Cook spoke about yesterday. We don't we don't have that clip necessarily, um, but he did. He he was like it, he's like it's tough not to take this for granted when you come to work for X amount of years and it's this kind of, these kind of resources and things like that. Where football, yes, they are the money, main money makers. Money's the driver. I, I get all that. They're having this new facility, and, and that's great. It's not like they shouldn't. They don't deserve it. Okay, I'm not trying to take it away from them, but sometimes, um, it. it it helps when you go from a 4,000-seat Coliseum <laughs> I, to an 8,000-seat Devaney Center. I agree with Claytonia, John. Play the clip. All right, here we go. No, no, no. Claytonia, we're going to make you wait a little bit. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so, so Claytonia, John. Patience. Yeah. Patience. So here's, uh, <laughs> He's like, screw you, AD. Play the clip. Yeah, so here's, here's John Cook talking. It's a little bit longer, but just stick with us. Well, here, here's the story. When, when they announced basketball was moving to PBA uh, and they were going to – you know, what was going to happen with Devaney. Uh, Coach Osborne was going in to meet with the regents to discuss it and get the money for it. And I got call, uh, called by reporters. I don't remember if Brent was still here. It was here then. And uh, they said, are you guys moving to Devaney? And I said, if it's not good enough for volleyball or basketball, why would it be good enough for volleyball? And then I got the call from Coach Osborne about 10 minutes later to get up to my office. So we, he was pretty upset because I didn't know at the time he was going to the regions to do this later that day. And uh, so he just said, what, what do we have to do to make this good for volleyball? And I said, we've got to take the Coliseum and we've got to plant it in, in Devaney and uh, make it the same type of feel. So we sat down and made a list of seven things right there on his desk. And, and one of them was creating an intimate environment because volleyball, if you feel close to it, it's a great sport to watch and feel and you get to see the players' emotions and all those things. You know, It's hard in football because they have helmets on. Uh, basketball, it's a little bit easier, but you know, they kind of bank a huge arena. And so he agreed, He agreed, and the, we got John Ingram and, and Maggie Thorne did a tremendous job of designing it and making it really cool. And then they said... Paul Myers was here at the time. He says, hey, we're going to put in skyboxes. I go, what are you going to do that for? He goes, there's no way those are going to sell that. He goes, no, we're going to sell them. And then we're going to put in 128 courtside seats. And then we're going to put in standing room only. I go, who the heck's going to go stand up there? And we're, I think our standing room only is sold out this year. I think they're selling out pre now, like 300. Uh, you know, and those skyboxes have been booked solid. I think the pe- original people that bought them, haven't turned them over, and our courtside seats are hardest seat in town to get. So they they dreamed big. I I, I didn't want to lose the sellout streak, um, but a lot of the, a lot of that credit goes to Coach Osborne, who 
He says, hey, we're going to do this right. We're going to make it good for volleyball. Because I was worried, what if we put volleyball in the vanny and, you know, people don't like it and then there's going to be complaining we're not in the Coliseum and, and you know, and then, then we could lose interest. But the other, the other thing that it did, by us moving, and uh, it, it, we could have lost a generation of fans by staying in the Coliseum because people don't, weren't giving up their seats. And we have an older crowd. We didn't have a student section. We, we, there was no place if a high school team wanted to come in. They, they couldn't get in the Coliseum. There's no tickets. So uh, we could have lost a whole generation. By opening the Vanny, we got 4,000 more season tickets and a whole new generation of fans. And a lot of those are younger families and younger kids. Uh, and I see how many kids are down there in that hallway after the matches. So it was a great move. But... Coach Osborne, John Ingram, Maggie Thorne, those are the guys that made it happen. Wow. That's awesome. Raph, your thoughts? It's awesome. I mean, just the, like you said, the vision of how everything took place and how he he was looking at, like, you could be happy at the Coliseum. I mean, they were selling out every game, and the atmosphere was great, but that he had the vision of the younger generation, knowing that mm-hmm. the older generation wasn't going to, you know, be getting rid of their tickets anytime soon. And one thing that Rico and I talked about is look at how how much the club scene has erupted in terms of skill and oh, talent yeah. in Nebraska. I mean, it, it's one of the best states, hands down. Yeah. For, for a club and, and and high school. Like, the state championships were just a couple days ago. Yeah. And you have Husker commits from Bennington. You have Purdue commits from Elkhorn North. You have uh, you, you have uh, Michigan commits on Omaha Scott. Like, you have all these Division One recruits right here. And it's not like those players weren't good enough. It's that Nebraska has cultivated – spread the seed – Cultivated. Spread the seed. Nebraska has figured out a way to where they get the number one recruit, number three recruit, number seven recruit, number thirteen recruit, and number fifteen recruit in the twenty twenty three class. Yep. And it's just ridiculous. They Repeat already have that again. So in twenty twenty three they have the number three, number seven, number thirteen, and number fifteen. That is insane. Yeah. Overall recruit. They already have the number twenty number one recruit in the twenty twenty four class. And they're starting to recruit for uh, it, it's it's ridiculous, and then like, it's it's also wild too. Devaney Sports Center, like when they sat down, you know, with Paul Myers about the skyboxes and stuff like that. I remember the first time I walked back into Devaney after they they did the remodel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Holy cow! This this arena looks better to to me." Yeah, I would rather play there. Than at Pinnacle Bank. Pinnacle Bank, it, it's fine. It's a it's a great arena. It's not a good volleyball. It, it's it's though. a professional venue. Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. where that's it, what it's, PBA it's, is. It's definitely not intimate. But it's not that it doesn't have like that college feel to it. Nope. Right. Like my first my first thought that went through my head when I saw Devaney for the first time was is like, this would be a heck of a home basketball yeah place. Like I I know that Nebraska the women's basketball team right now you know they're looking they want to sell out pinnacle this year which i think that can happen with the yeah, team that I'm they sure have will, I'm sure but back in the day i was thinking to myself you put the nebraska women's basketball team in this arena you create home field advantage oh, home time. court advantage right away even the men's basketball team i was thinking to myself i was like i'm glad they got that big arena but just the way this looks i was like i'm it's crazy yeah it's, it's wild you look at pba and it's definitely a professional venue to where i mean they're able to host the concerts you had exhibition and nba games in yeah. there 
um, and, and you're able to have events, multiple events in the in the Pinnacle Bank Arena. But, I mean, I, like here's the deal: is volleyball would sell it out. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In, a, in a blink of an eye. Yeah. If, if people could go to a volleyball game at, at PBA, PBA which which is eventually going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they've discussed it. It's yeah. going. They want to break the attendance record. The only way to do that is. You know, to play PBA. In December, I'm speaking for PAVO is what it's called. Mm -hmm. It's the Professional Association of Volleyball Officials. Nice. And the the person that reached out to me is based out of Arizona. Uh, She is the executive director of the association. These are all the officials from, you know, D1, D2 officials. She was – I was on the phone with her about two weeks ago, and she mentioned how – she goes, do you really – do Nebraskans really understand – the diamond they have in Nebraska volleyball. And she mentioned the venue. She goes, that venue is hands down the best in the country. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. She says, and this is the executive director. It's built. It is built for volleyball. Just the way those boxes and everything is set up. And what's crazy about that is the south side where they build in the sky boxes and stuff like that. Have you ever wondered, you know, what they did behind? They used to have all the seats and all Mm the stuff. It's still exactly the same. Really, all, I realize that all the banners and all the seats are still where they they put in the skyboxes, but behind there where it went up on the south yeah. side, when you walk through there, because to get up on the ceiling of Devaney, you have to walk up up the stairs up through there, mm-hmm. but everything is still there. All the banners are still hanging. It's oh, it's wow. very it's it's kind of haunting a little bit. It's dust, little dusty, but it's all set. It's wow, untouched. That is That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I remember. I remember going to uh, Nebraska men's basketball versus Iowa State. In like 2009, when Nebraska was playing the Devaney Center and sitting up on the wooden bleachers for ten bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. I mean, you you sat up on the wooden bleachers, and yep. I mean, you always got to move down a couple because they. I mean, it was, that was general admission or whatever. Yep. So, oh, that was great. Um, one last John Cook quote. This Here's one's one. this one's only about a minute long. Um, and he was asked about how the sellout streak began. Here's, uh, here's John Cook on that. I love this. Well, there's a story behind that, too. You know the story? Okay. All right. So we were getting ready to take an international trip in 2000, my first year here. I went and spoke to the beef club, and this guy, do we do the question and answer thing afterward, and they said, hey, who's paying for your trip to China? I said, I don't know. I mean, Bill Burns doing something. I said, we have a match club that will pay for part of it. And uh, he said, well, you know, if it wasn't for football, you guys wouldn't be able to go. And I walked out and made a vow someday we're going to shut that guy up. And uh, so the first thing we decided in 2001, I challenged our fans, like, we need to start a sellout streak like football, so let's do it. And that's why I said our fans have delivered, you know, great credit to them. And we, you know, Started selling more season tickets in the Coliseum, and then uh, we've continued. And that was in 2001. We started that streak. So that's how it all started, and you know, now we're selling out an 8,000 seat arena. That's awesome. That's so cool. Just because one dude was like, "You're only going because of all that football." <laughs> He's like, "All right, all right, challenge accepted." Bleep you, bro. Hey, Raph, have you ever played basketball with Johnny before? Yeah. He's a competitor. Oh, yeah. And John, he doesn't say a lot either. He has the same demeanor on the basketball court as he does the volleyball court. He just kind of look at – but, dude, he gets after it. I mean, he's out there for exercise, but he ain't out there. He's out there to win, too. So, if you're playing basketball with John Cook, no, dog, we hired to win. We ain't – exercise, but uh, let's win. You know, I want to run the court. And I can see his face when he walked out of the room like, you think that? 
Let's ride. Yep. I can't believe I just said let's yep, ride. Let's ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's I meant ride. to say let's roll. <laughs> yeah. No, I those. I mean, I think back to man, that was probably early two thousand, early two thousands when was it Wednesday nights at Devaney we used to always play pickup games down there. Wednesday nights, but they also yeah Wednesday nights at Devaney. Yeah. But also noon ball. Yeah. At the rec center. Oh, and I yeah. think they still do noon ball at the rec center. I, I, don't, I don't play basketball. I would not know. <laughs> no, I'm not running up and down the court anymore, man. I, I miss basketball. Not enough to get hurt and be going through airports in a wheelchair or one of them little carts. Yeah. You know, no. But Johnny is, he, dude, he is a freaking assassin, dude. When he gets out there, he, he's trying. It reminds me a lot, his demeanor, of Coach Osborne. Yep. Sometimes people. Silent. Yeah, they, 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 they mistake that silence for weakness. No, yep. he's like, that's why they call him silent assassins. Yep. They don't say a lot. I was never worried about the guy in sports who, who, who talked a lot because you hit the mugs in the mouth one time. I'm going to yep. bust you in your mouth hard. Yep. They shut up. It was the quiet ones that bothered yep. me because those dudes would hit you over and over and just look at you and like, you know what? I'm going to do it again. And then he also possesses that quality of he is so quiet. Like you watch him even when he's coaching. doesn't say all that much. He'll talk a little bit. He'll hold his clipboard up. He might whisper something. But when he does – have to say something that attention that's like it's it. like to you know if you better believe it if he mm-hmm. if he raised his voice a little bit you knew that you messed up you better you said dad gummit game on judas priest run it again we'd be like oh man coach is pissed yep. if coach said dad gummit he was mad now some of the old, other coaches would lose some different language more <laughs> <colorful>. <laughs> charlie but, mcbride we are not talking oh, about yes, you coach yeah. mcbride i love you man <laughs> Dude, I used to give Coach McBride rides on the cart because I used to be the, the ball mm-hmm. boy. So I'd be about 11 years old, and I'd be on the, uh, the golf cart at the stadium driving Charlie from the, um, uh, from the Mushroom Gardens downstairs in oh, the yeah. old South Stadium, North Stadium, yep. or from the, the Cook Pavilion. We mm-hmm. thought that was the Taj Mahal. Charlie would say, Davis, give me a ride. And <laughs> I, he'd hop on the cart, and sometimes uh, Milt, T- Coach Tenniper, God rest his soul, would hop on there. And Coach Dan Young, hey, D, do you even have a license to drive this thing? <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, no, but Coach Osborne said I could. Well, let's go then. <laughs> Listen to this. Chase B says, Nick, my dad, my da- uh, me, my dad, and my brother would sit up there all the time in the Bob Devaney. When we- I remember when we played Texas and beat them. Everyone rushed the court. It was the best basketball memory I had. That is oh, yeah. awesome. That, I, that was game in 2011, Chase. Nebraska beat number three Texas, 70-67. to 67. Yeah. Um, Texas at the time was 23-3 and three overall and undefeated in the Big 12 Conference. Nebraska going into the game was 17-8 and eight on the season. Wow. Um, and, and listen to some of these basketball names who um, – one of my favorite high school coaches, if you guys ever get a chance to watch a little high school basketball – Go watch Carney. They have a guy coaching Drake Baronic. Oh yeah, who used mm. to play for Nebraska. Yep. and he wasn't the sexiest player out there for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But him as a coach, he's my favorite coach to watch. Coach in high school basketball because of his emotion that he shows on the court and the way he gets his guys to play. But listen to some of these names: Tony McRae, Lance Jeter, Jorge Brian Diaz, Brandon Richardson, Brandon oh. Ubel, Andre Almeida. I mean, these are guys vintage. that I, vintage Husker basketball I names. Those names in a long time. And bro. I'm like Caleb Walker. Caleb Walker. Yeah. I think back to my like. I go back. I, I mean, that used to always be the big, big thing. Like going, getting a chance to go to Nebraska basketball when you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. You had Brian BC Carr dishing it inside to Dave Hoppin. 
You had Bill Jackman. You had all those those classic names. And then you always got to bring up Henry T. Buchanan. Henry T. T. Buchanan. Four, three. And then how, how would uh, 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 Pavelka say Strickland? Eric Strickland. Strickland. Pavelka, boy. That guy, you got to listen. I'm telling you what. Give him an NCAA tournament win. First game of the year, and that guy is in midseason form. He is ready. Thomas and Lincoln, before we take a break, he says, hey, I'm curious, how hard is it to get volleyball tickets? I think if you went to StubHub. Yeah, you're, you're going to pay a little bit. You're going to pay a little money, though, Thomas, but it's definitely worth checking it out, man. Um, in fact, for that engagement, I'm sure they're going to give me NCAA volleyball tickets. Oh, there you go. Like, courtside. And I'm not, I mean, like I said, I, I'll probably not give them away or something like that anyway, but uh, my phone on the show. ADO be standing on the side of the road. All right, we got two. <laughs> we got two. Two sideline <laughs> tickets. Who wants them? <laughs> Chase B. Diaz does bring back some memories, man. And Bubba, you're exactly right. Uh, he says a lot when he slams that clipboard on the floor. Yes, he does. And Angela Beck, Bubba, 6'6". Six, six. Angela Beck, the former women's basketball coach. Did the same thing. Then there was Paul Sanderford punting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be in, he'd be in His proud. version of Bobby Knight. <laughs> I, was at, I was at a women's basketball practice one day, and I had not, I'd heard about Paul Sanderford, how intense he was coaching the women's basketball team. He got mad. He took a ball. He punted it into the C-section. I was like, <laughs> holy cow, this guy is intense. But that's my Paul Sanderford story. Folks, we're going to punt it to break. It's the ticket, 93.7 on the drive with AD, Raf, and Nick. Talk in a second. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from The Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. <laughs> 